Hey, Giant fans, welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name's Jerry Foley. I'm the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper, and with me, as always, is the beat writer, the heart of Giants Nation. Nobody beats the biz. Chris Bizignano. Hi, Chris. Four and one Giants. Another very, very, very worthy opponent coming in. Um, you know, it's the, the, everyone's saying the Wink Martindale revenge game. It's not really about that, but it is a story that he was defensive coordinator there and he's going up against, you know, somebody who many consider a top five quarterback in the league and from a production standpoint, maybe a top three, right? Um, but it's going to be interesting to see how this goes Sunday. Uh, I'm excited. All the Giants Nation's excited. But um, Ravens team coming into town, very dangerous, dude. Very dangerous team and, and, and talented as well. Yeah, no matter what Wink Martindale says. And he's going to, you know, he'll say it again today. Oh, no, this is just another game. You know, I, I understand. But you know, you know, Jerry, he wants to not only beat them, he wants to destroy them. That's <laughs> Wink Martindale. That's the tank commander. He's, he's not looking just to win the battle. You know, he wants to destroy the opponent. That's his mentality. And no matter what, and John Hall, I was reading uh, the uh, Ravens transcripts yesterday, and they, they asked Harbaugh a few questions about Martindale. They were asking the plays about Martindale, and everybody was in love. You know, oh, we all loved him. And Harbaugh goes, look, this guy's a good friend of mine. We just went out, you know, we just sat down decided to go other ways, but we all love it. So there's all kinds of love going on. Yeah, okay. The bottom line is that Harbaugh went into another direction. He went in another direction. And if you don't think... Wink Mondale took that personal, then you're sadly mistaken. So Wink is going to have these guys fired up. Uh, you kind of get the sense that the giant defensive players really want to win this one for him too. Because yeah. uh, no matter what Wink tells the media, you know, he's probably telling guys behind doors other things. You know, not bad things, just like, hey, you know, I'm sure the players that Julian Love talked about a little bit, they kind of get a sense that, hey, he wants to win this one a little extra, a little extra, you know, because they're, who they're playing. So um, no matter what, bottom line, it's a revenge game for Wink. <laughs> he, he he wants to win a 20 to 10 game and all that stuff and hold the Ravens and Lamar Jackson to, you know, like I just said, 10 points, 13 points, come out with a win. And, um, and I don't think there's any question about that. So uh, it's going to be, it's going to be fascinating because, Jerry, John Harbaugh, they know everything what Wink likes to do. Wink knows everything what they like to do. Yeah. So who executes? Who doesn't turn the ball over? It's going to come down to that. Stopping the run. Lamar Jackson, we all know what he does. And let's not forget about another little story within the story. There's a certain guy named Jason Pierre-Paul that's coming back to MetLife this yeah. week, too. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> some, some, good, some, some nice storylines going into this one, right, besides just the Ravens versus Giants, you know, so. Yeah, and I, I wanted to ask you this question. Yeah, everybody says, well, Wink Martindale knows that offense better than anyone, but they also know his defense, right? Right. Is that is that just a wash at this point, Chris? Is that a wash, or, or do you give one an advantage over the other? Yeah, look, I, I think Wink will have an advantage a little bit because he knows everything that Lamar likes to do. He knows what the way the offense was run, is run, I should say, you know, um, but it's still going to come down. Look, they're going to throw in new wrinkles because they know Wink knows them. And, and Wink's going to try some new wrinkles because Lamar went against his defense every day in practice. Right. You know, so it's, is it overrated a little bit? Sure. You know, and it's, it's going to come down to execution, you know. But there's going to be a few different things each guy, each team, each side of the ball is going to do because, right. you know, how familiar they are with each other, you know. So, 
but it's still going to come down to uh, in this game, like I said, execution and not turning the ball over. And it's going to it's going to be fun to watch, man. It really is. Uh, it's going to be a couple of things that will be fun to watch. One, how they you know how they contain Lamar Jackson. And Jihad Water has been doing an unbelievable job. In setting the edge, not collapsing on zones, reads. Thibodeau is going to be a big factor. He got better against the run last week. I really liked what he did against the run last week. Yes, he did. And, of course, you know, uh, Jalen Smith, man, and that inside is going to be big too because, you you know, you just can't let Lamar run for 100-plus yards, which he's done twice already this season. You know, and then last week against the Bengals, he took them on their back on that last drive, kept yeah. the ball in his hands a lot. Yeah. Boom, down the field, sets him up for the winning field goal. And they have a field goal kicker where it feels like, it, it, you know, on, oh. they could make a field goal on their 30. You know, I mean, yeah, it doesn't matter. You know, so uh, that's what's going to be, you know, really fascinating to see. And then Lamar, obviously, that big boy, Mark Angels, the tight end, is going to have to be accounted for, you know, because he's, that's Lamar's guy. So, especially yeah. in the red zone. Going to come down to that, dude, and how much could the Giants score? And I, you know, I think the Giants could score a little bit on this defense. This is not the old, you know, your, your dad's grand Baltimore Raven defense anymore. Right, right. Know? No so. more Ed Reed and Ray Lewis and those guys and those monsters. Um, I, I think the thing I'm concerned with is is the success Justin Fields had running against us, and now you have mm-hmm. really the premier uh, running quarterback mm-hmm. um, in Lamar Jackson. That that's where yeah. I would, you know, I, I, everybody everybody concentrates on stopping that, but. The reality is, can you? And that's where I'm the most concerned. It'd be interesting to see how much he mirrors him. Yeah, you know, does that little? Will Love be a spy? Will Jalen Smith be that spy? Who, yeah. Is there anyone like? I mean, you'd want a defensive back to spy him, no? More than well, uh, Jalen Smith's real fast. fast, fast, fast I know he's fast, Jalen Smith's just, real fast. I, you know, yeah. Tate Crowder has done it before. You know, he's real yeah. fast. Yeah. You know, so uh, you know, and, and you got to remember, Lamar's a physical dude too, man. So you know, if you got that linebacker with speed. Uh, like last week, the Bengals did it with Logan Wilson. Sometimes they were spying up with Logan, and I thought maybe Von Bell, but Von Bell was back. You know, so I, if, when they go and that could do it every play, but when they do it, I, I look for Crowder. I look for uh, like a Jalen Smith who's real fast. The kind let's of be honest, the, let's be honest, Jalen Smith or Julian Love, Chris, you can't go wrong with either of those choices spying him, right? Right, right. You know, so uh, no, I think Golden, Golden Domers. I mean, Golden Domers. Oh yeah, no, yeah. Forget about it. you know the the intellect will be off the charts. You know, okay. <laughs> they won't get fooled one time. The Golden Domers, you know that. So uh, <laughs> I didn't even put that together. <laughs> I totally you're forgot looking, about you're that. You're looking at me like, yeah. I'm sorry. I totally forgot. I'm thinking, about, oh my god, yeah, right. Of course, you know, two Notre Dame guys. I'm sure Winks game planning around those two guys. Now, so yeah, right. uh, it'll be interesting. I'm sure you're going to see that at times. You have to. You cannot let Lamar blow up this game. If Lamar's running all over the place, it opens up so much more, and you're going to have a long day. You know, so yeah, yeah that's one of the keys of the game, right there. Uh, a little off topic. We Landon Collins um, back with Landon's media. back. Yeah, yeah, and, and you put out a tweet yesterday that he wanted to stay, and obviously one guy didn't want him to stay, and he never wanted to leave. I just wanted to get your thoughts on that, Chris, because I remember when it was going on. Um, I don't want a Monday morning quarterback, right? And that's the last thing you want to do. I remember we were kind of like, well, it depends on the price, right? Depends on the price to keep him. This team needs a lot. I don't remember being nuclear over him leaving. And I, no. I don't want to, I don't want to say they never should have gone. He's back where he belongs. I'm happy he's back. But to be honest, like if I'm being fair to myself and everybody, like I, I didn't, I was okay with him leaving because of the money that Washington gave him. So 
I think it's great that he's back. And I, I think the comment about Gettleman's hilarious, but I got to be honest, remembering at the time it was, wow, he's, he wants a lot of money. Washington's willing to give it. Hey, Landon, good luck, man. So I just wanted to kind of throw that out there and get your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, that's what we both said. I mean, Landon wanted to be one of the highest paid safeties in the league. He was basically a box safety. And no yeah. way Gettleman was going to make him one of the high. And look, and Gettleman was right, dude. I mean, there, yeah. No way you, you were going to pay Landon that type of money yeah. for basically a box safety, a hybrid box safety, which basically turned out to be in Washington. Okay, that's what he yeah. was the last year. He was a linebacker. He was down right. in the box. He was a hybrid. So, you know, he wanted to be one of the top paid safeties in the league. And Washington made this, you know, insane offer. No way the Giants were going to pay that for a guy for a safety. Okay, for a bit. So, look, I understand Landon. Landon's a great dude, man. He, he wears his heart on his sleeve at times. He, he really does. Um, he does. He was not happy to leave the Giants. He felt get him and lowballed him. Uh, but the bottom line was that Gettleman had a certain number, and that was it with Landon. And Landon wanted more than that certain number that Dave was willing to offer. And then Washington, obviously, as we all know, came in with that you know, huge, huge number. And Landon yeah. took the money. Uh, I don't blame him. Took the money and right. went to Washington. Right. Uh, but, yeah, let's not, you know, like I know Landon said, hey, listen, uh, the only reason I'm gone is because of Gettleman is the only reason. Yeah, well, Gettleman was a GM and he wasn't going to pay that money. So I'm not going to rip Dave, Dave over that, man. I, right. You know, that was no, – there was no way – a safety was going to make that type of money, dude. At the time, yeah. too, at that current time of the Giants, that was, that was just that would be idiotic on Dave Gettleman to do that. And look, Washington did it. How did it turn out? Right, it was exactly. an idiotic contract. Sure. Now yeah. he comes over here. Now, am I happy to have Landon back already? He's working out with the linebackers yesterday. He's going to be down in that box. We need all the rush defense help we could get. You know, Joe brings in Jalen Smith. He's helped. Okay, and now you're going to bring in Landon. I'm sure he's going to help, and Landon looks like he's in great shape. Uh, um, I'll actually see him tomorrow. I'm going to head over there tomorrow. Um, but he looks like he's ready to roll at a cheap price, as we all know. And so happy to have him back, dude. He was a great Giant, no question about it. Yeah. But yeah. you can't you can't look at it and go, oh, get him and screw the Giants with that one. He he really didn't, dude. Come on. Right. And, and I'm glad you said that because I felt the same way. I thought, I'm not, you know, a lot, lot to beat up Gettleman for. I'm not going to beat him up for that. I'm not going to beat him up for everything. I'm not going to beat him up especially for that move. But people forget, like Landon Collins in 2016 was that close to being Defensive Player of the Year. Oof. He was that dominating as a safety. So uh, good yeah. to have him back, and, and good to have him back at this price, like you said. So, Yeah, happy um, to have him back. Jerry, I hope he retires the uh, next few years in the Giant uniform. You know, I, hope, yeah. I hope he really plays well. The guy can help us. Yeah. You know, so. All right. So let's talk about um, who's coming back this week for the Giants. Uh, Leonard Williams looks good, right, yep. this Sunday? Yeah, yeah. Look, he was questionable. He was basically a game time decision last week. Uh, Ronnie Barnes and the training staff felt they let's wait another week with him. Mm. And Williams, uh, he talked about it yesterday. He was kind of like, you know, going back and forth. And he said, okay, I put my trust in his training staff and we wanted to give it one more week. We didn't want to do anything stupid where it could have aggravated it and be out another three, four games, you know. So it looks like I'm pretty, you know, pretty sure Leo's going to be back. And that's obviously a huge get back for the Giants. Sunday. And it's a huge get back. He's, you know, one of their best defensive players. But look, the, the loss of DJ Davidson, you, know, you think like, well, it's, it's a rookie. But he was an integral part of that rotation. So now with him being lost for the year, which is the third loss to an ACL rookie this year, which is really absurd at this point. Um, 
No, it, it's really comes at a good time. So I'm not comparing T.J. Davidson and Leonard Williams. Leonard Williams, obviously a great player, but it, it's it's happening at a good time when when a guy like Davidson, who was part of the rotation, is now out for the year. So that defensive line is is looking thin as it is. It's thank God Williams back. Um, also uh, at receiver, Wandell Robinson this week. You think? Um, we'll see. I'll see when I see him tomorrow. You know, he looked like he was pretty good for last week, but he couldn't. Right. Make, uh, hopefully, he'll be back. I'm not gonna. Hey, look, uh, last week I thought he was going to come back for sure. Obviously, he didn't. Um, so it looks good for this week, but we'll see. You know, we'll see the injury report coming out tomorrow for the game. He might be a game-time decision himself. Um, you know, he's been, what, four games? They didn't put – look, they didn't put him on IR after the injury because they thought he was going to be back. You know, it was a shot for him being back within those four games, you know. <laughs> it didn't work out, so, we'll, you know, we'll see uh, Sunday – but he's trending up. I'm not even no going to ask you about the other receiver. We'll go to someone else on the roster. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other name, Oziz Ojolari, I guess you'll see tomorrow. But I was just, um, you know, well, excited, about, excited about these names coming back, I should say. so. Yeah, I mean, two, two names two names are limited yesterday, which is pretty good news, was Aziz. Right? He is not, was not a DMP for Aziz. We'll see how he trends during the week. And Adoree Jackson, yeah. um, who's playing real well. You know, at that one corner, uh, he kind of said after the game he could have came back. They wanted, uh, you know, they wanted to take a little, you know, wanted to be a little cautious with him to come back in the game. But it looks like you know, he was limited. We'll see how he progresses during the week. But I, I think there's a good chance he plays Sunday. Aziz, I'm not quite sure about yet. Yeah. And we'll, and we'll see. A lot of injuries, dude. I mean, just, you know, the injury list is growing, you know. Um, yeah. But hopefully, yeah. like you said, hopefully a couple of guys come off that list and play Sunday. And like I said, we're not a. There's some guys you're just never expecting to ever see. So it is what it is. Um, all right. So Giants on offense, Chris. Um, you know, are they? It, it's obviously everything goes through Saquon, but can they do things in the passing game against this Ravens secondary? Well, it's a shame, dude, that they don't have all their weapons because the Ravens are not good against right. the pass. Yep. They've really. They're really struggling. Last week, they just went into a cover two and said, okay, screw it. We're going to play, you know, we're going to play um, this cover two because we can't cover anybody. Marlon Humphrey, who was one of the better corners in the league at one time, he's basically a nickelback now. Right. Um, and then Marcus Peters, the veteran, is, you know, he's over there. And Marcus Peters is Marcus Peters. The guy could get you once in a while, but he also could get beat a lot, you know. So right. um, they're struggling on the back end. But, you know, the Giants don't really have the weapons to make them pay for that. You know, now Wandell could help, but, you know, he, he hasn't played much football, man. You know, right. he hasn't played much football. Yeah, I wouldn't uh, even know what to expect from him out there. Like, right. an end around at first just to uh, get him going. But I, I I don't even know what to expect from him. You know, Galladay's going to be out. The other guy, yeah. forget about. Um, so, you know, it's going to be like a lot of last week, man. You know, a lot of last week. It's a shame because you, if the Giants had their weapons, they maybe could have done some damage against these guys, you know. But they just don't have the weapons to really – exploit the Ravens' weakness, which is their secondary right now, you know. So they're going to have to do the, well, you know, they're going to have to do what they've been doing, you know, yeah. using Daniel in all different ways, going a lot of 13 and personnel and, and of course, Mr. 26. So Saquon, I know he was limited yesterday, but he looks like he's he's good to go for Sunday uh, uh, for the Giants. So that that's obviously very big news. And then, you know, Kafka and Dable doing their thing with the Matt Breeders, the Daniel Bellingers, yeah. even the Tanner Hudson's. You know, the Richie James, you know, 
Um, so this league's all about matchups. Um, the Ravens are better against the run than they are against the pass, but the Giants just don't have the weapons to really, you know, light them up in the past yeah. in the past game. So, yeah, barring a, barring a shoulder being actually off his body, would expect Saquon to be fine or to, to play, uh, especially with the attitude and the um, you know what he's bringing to the table this year. You know, it's definitely like the revenge tour continues and. Even when he got hurt Sunday, I was like, unless it's separated, he's coming back in that game. So, um, Daniel Jones, his uh, his ankle. I think we see him more running this week. Uh, obviously, he's going to get better as time goes on. I don't think he re-injured anything last week. But do you see uh, the, the same amount of boots that we yeah. saw kind of pre-Green Bay? Well, Jerry, uh, you know, I thought what Dable and Kafka did last week was amazing. Because in the first half, Daniel wasn't doing much with the legs. That's right. And it looked like they were protecting him. It looked like they were like, okay, they don't, they're not 100%, and he can't really get out, he can't really run. And then in the second half, he ran. Right. <laughs> and did so, he did a couple of boots, that got outside the pocket a little bit, you know, he had a structured run that one time, and, th- and then he took off a few times on his own. I, yeah. I mean, to me, and Dable kind of admitted it after the game where he said, yeah, no, we wanted to, we changed it up in the second half, we wanted Daniel you know, we use Daniel Moore. I mean, was that a possum move? Where they let the Ravens think that Daniel's only going to... Uh, excuse me. Uh, the Packers think that Daniel was only going to stay in the pocket and he really couldn't run much? And then they hit it with in the second half? That's the impression I got. I'm, because I'm you're, trying to tell, you're trying to tell me and uh, uh, all of a sudden, his, you know, he felt much better in the second half. And no, to me, and Dable kind of admitted it. Like... They kind of played possum with Daniel in the first half and made that adjustment half time. I said, okay, let's let's let let's cut Daniel loose a little bit. Because these guys are thinking, okay, looks like we don't have to worry about Daniel's legs. It looks like obviously his ankle is not hundred percent. He's not running much in the first half. Dude, that's that was incredible coaching, man. I, I mean, this this is what makes it win game. I mean, Daniel's legs kept drives alive in the second half, man. He was yeah, one of the reasons I- why they won. I'm glad you said it because I actually thought it was possum until the wildcat play with to Barkley because I thought it was a very generic offense where they were showing Jones is clearly hurt. We're going to hand the ball to Barkley, hope for the best, uh, not do much, can't do much in the passing game. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then when they ran that wildcat to Barkley with six minutes to go or so in the second quarter, I thought, all right, well, there's a wrinkle. And then, like you said, in the second half, they kind of opened it up more. So, you know, you never want to fall back 14 points and assume that you can just turn that on. But you kind of think like, man, that's a good point, Chris. Was that the game plan going in? I kind of worked out that way. I, I just, you know, the way Dable said it, it, it kind of seemed like they wanted to, you know, let, yeah. let Daniel sit back a little bit, let the uh, let the uh, Packers think that, you know, his his ankle's not going to be a factor in this game, and then all of a sudden in the second half it was, you yeah. know. So, yeah. um, I think you know Daniel. I, I don't expect any problems this week. He, he he said he said yesterday in the locker room that you know his ankle's feeling even better. And you saw the way he ran last week when he had a run. And I think it'll yep. be even better this week. That's a big part. Of, look, it's a big part of the offense. Daniel's legs. Dable and Kafka know that, and they're going to use it. They're going to use yep. it. You know. So, all right, guys, we're going to take a break and be right back after this. Hang on one second. And we're back. Um, I'm going to go to the. I want to go to the defense now. Um, just for a second, if you, I don't know if you don't have anything else to discuss on the offense, but defensively, you know, we're going against a running quarterback and, you know, their, their best receiver is a ridiculous tight end, right? And 
in years past, that was, uh, you know, the Achilles heel for any Giants defense, even into the, even in the eight, not so much the tight end, but a running quarterback uh, was just kind of a nightmare. And we all know the, the, the Tony Romo, uh, Jason Witten Cowboys were just always tough. Um, but look, with Wink, with the schemes, with the defense and, and the coaching, I mean, I, I, I don't fear anything right now. And I, I know that I'm not saying we're winning every game, but I, I, there's a sense of when we go into these games now, we're prepared, right? And that right. nothing's really going to surprise us or nothing or not too much should surprise us. I'm just saying as a fan, Chris, I go into a game like this feeling way better with this coaching staff, with yeah. Wink. Uh, and, and even the guys they're bringing in, like Landon Kelly, this isn't a finished product. They're, they're trying to improve this as they go along. So I'm just saying, I feel better about this with this coaching staff, even though years past it was kind of the Achilles heel, that, that combo of a running quarterback and a, and a really good tight end. Yeah, you know, and Dable's from that Nick Saban-Belichick tree where they don't believe in letting one guy beat you, okay? It's like, all right, we got to take out one guy out of this offense. And that's what, you know, Belichick – that's what he's been doing forever. And if you look at this offense, and now they have other guys, you know, don't get me wrong, they got some guys that get hurt. Sure. Uh, you know, yeah. but Andrews is their big boy, especially in that red zone. Yep. So it'll be interesting to see what Wink does. You know, if Dable and Wink get together, okay, I do not want Lamar's gonna do his thing. I get it. He's probably gonna do his thing at times, but I do not want this guy, 89, beating us in the red zone or beating us during the game, you know? Uh, yeah. So it'd be interesting to see if they try to take Andrews out by, by bracketing him a lot. You know, you got to hit him off the line. You got to do, you know, you got all kinds of stuff to try to disrupt his game. Because that's, you know, when it's third down and they need a play, that's who Lamar looks for. Right. That is who Lamar looks for. Yep. Mark Andrews, you know? Um, so that'll be interesting to see how they play him, man, and how they try to take him out of the game. That's yep. going to be key, man. You can't have Andrews too, man. And then Lamar opens up with Lamar. And, um, so, hey, look, if Lamar's determined he's going to get some yards on the ground, he's going to find his, you know, uh, it's going to be quite a challenge. But like you said, you know, with Wink Martindale, you kind of go into a game saying, okay, it's quite a challenge. Like, I think Aaron Rodgers was quite a challenge too <laughs> last right. week, sure. no matter who he's got as receivers. And, and then you look at it this week and say, hey, okay, well, Wink – we're pretty confident when Wink Mondale is going to come up with something to slow these guys down and, and kind of contain them and not let one guy or two, you know, or this guy Andrews destroy us, you know? Yeah. On a side note, I am so sick of hearing Aaron Rodgers with lack of receivers. Like, okay, Daniel Jones, look, look thanks. Look what we have. So if I hear that one more time about Aaron Rodgers, oh, cry me a river, Green Bay fans. Come on, man. But you're right. Um, I just can't believe the disparity in rushing on on the Ravens. How you know Lamar Jackson has you know three times the amount of rushing yards from Hill, the next person, you know, the, you know one of their main running backs. It's just it's astounding to me. Like Daniel Jones has some nice numbers rushing, but it's the Saquon Barkley show in the run game. With with the Ravens, it's oh my god, Jackson's just he's a machine with with yardage and and, and uh, you know fantasy points but but yardage in the running game man oh my god it's it's astounding to me it's got more yardage um rushing uh than than anyone even has on the team passing it's uh, receiving it's insane to me yeah well you gotta remember too they've been banged up at that running back position you know jk dobbins That's is just true. coming back now uh kenyon drake is a shell of himself and justice hill's been banged up too so lamar's had a lot of you know he has he's had a lot of do a lot of stuff you know with his legs but you gotta watch jk dobbins now 
All right, and this is his third game back, and he's you can see last week he's starting to get that rust off. Yeah. He missed all of last season. Yep. You know, a guy coming back now. You know, you gotta you gotta knock off that rust, and you know he's a guy that I can see him. You know, I can see him being a big part of his offense and getting that ball. You know, feeding him that rock because Dobbins is real good, man, real good. Yeah. Um, and, and so. Yeah, that's, yeah, you know, when you come back, you miss a year, you start looking for that third or fourth game for these guys coming back. They start getting those sea legs out, you know, they get rid of those sea legs, they start getting that rust off, and boom. So you can't sleep on this guy. Look, they got, DeVernier's playing really well for them too, man. Yeah. So they, they, you know, they they have the weapons, bro, and it's quite a challenge for Wink. But you can't, you know, a guy like Dobbins is a guy I'm kind of keeping my eye on this week. Um because I like, I kind of like the way he's starting to look, and I could see him getting his 15 carries or so Sunday. And that opens up for Lamar even more in those damn zone reads, you know. Um, so it's 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 great. Look, like we talked about, man. Hey, hey, Jerry, and another, you know, a guy I want to point out, a guy that you loved, loved oh. in, the, in the draft. Yeah, was their center Tyler, right? Yeah. Lindenbaum, your boy Lindenbaum. He's playing really well for them at center. Yeah. Yes. Um, you know, uh, we, I think we all agreed, I think, right. That he was the best center coming out by far. I think it was right. By if I remember right, yeah. it was like by, by far. Yep. Um, and, and uh, the, I'd say the Ravens, they really draft well, man. It's incredible. Yeah, but, yep. uh, yeah, but he's been starting since day one and, and he's playing good football for them, bro. I was watching him the last few weeks, man. And, you know, he's playing good football. I mean, he's playing in a pass pro department and running and, you know, he's a nasty guy as we all know, you know, and, uh, I tell you. You know, we we thought he would go late one, right? Early two. Yes. Um, I think he went twenty second, whatever. Whatever yeah, it was in the twenties. He yeah. was in the twenties. Basically, yeah. what he was projected to go. I know even some people had him high a little bit. Some people had him maybe a little lower. Yeah. I'm trying to remember draft time now. You know. Um, yeah, I mean, it's more because the position that they that he wasn't exactly. going to go high. Not not but, his talent. I mean, my God. But the I Ravens looked at it and said, "Hey, we need a center here for the next ten years." They went out and drafted him, and guess what? They got their center for the next 10 years. So. You know, Chris, with the Ravens, man, you know what it seems like? It seems like they don't overthink it with their draft. They're just like, nope, this is yeah. our board. This is who we have. We're sticking to it. Yeah. You know, I remember when they took Ed Reed uh, in the in, it was the Shockey draft, and I was like, man, they got the best safety. I think he was taken after Roy Williams, and I remember thinking, dude, Ed Reed's a stud. It, it seems like they just always do that. They stick yeah. to their board. They don't get cute with the draft at all. Um, and Kevin Zyla. Old friend yeah, Kevin Zyla, he's back and he's playing yes. well. You know, he's playing he well yeah, yeah. over there for the Ravens. So good to see yeah. him back. Kevin's always a good dude, man. But he'll, yeah. he'll be back too. This is like a lot of, woo, what's going on here? A lot of game within the game here this Sunday. You know, you brought up someone before that's the ultimate weapon in the kicking game. And he's, I mean, when he made that kick, he's just so cocky, but it makes me laugh. Like he kicks a 59-yarder, holds his hands out to the crowd and everyone just, it's just, it's mm. hysterical, right? But when you're that good, you can do that. You know, <laughs> I'm thinking at the end of this game, if the Giants are in a position to go up two or one, I'd almost, you know, I, I'm sure Dable's thinking this, and this is what I mean by, like, thank God we have a coach now that's, like, smarter than us, and I really mean that. I'm, for, from, a, from a clock management perspective, I, we finally have a, a coach where we, we don't sit at home or, or watching the game in the stadium like you, Chris, and say, I wouldn't have done that. And that's, you know, obviously there's a lot of time, but we were right. But you just wonder if Dable's going to say, you know what, man, there's too much time left on the clock. If they get to the, God, the giant 45, they have a shot to win the game. You just wonder if that goes through Dable's head and he's going to be a little more aggressive, like, towards the end of the game. 
Yeah. I mean, I don't want to overthink it, Chris, but that, that, that crossed my mind looking at this game. Yep, yep, because they got the ultimate weapon over there. You know, they have the ultimate weapon. So Yeah, so if they're in a position, to, the Giants are in a position to say kick a field goal and go up one, but there's a minute and a half left, it's like, well, you know, I'm not saying don't do it, but I would totally understand if it was, you know what, we got to score a touchdown here because three ain't going to work with this guy. Hey, I mean, yeah, no. Hey, Jerry, um, yeah. well, I want to bring up one more guy that we were both in love with that we're going to see Sunday, too. Speaking of Golden Domus. <laughs> oh, Mr. yes. Mr. Kyle Hamilton, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's another one. A lot, of, a lot of things going on Sunday, man. A lot of things going on. As a matter of fact, their defensive coordinator, Mike McDonald, who came from Michigan, you know, jumped in there, you know, Harbaugh brought in after Wink. Um, he's been catching a little heat in Baltimore. Because a lot of people feel Kyle should be out there a lot more than what he's been, you yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, so I think you're going to see a lot of 14 uh, at Sunday too, and uh, be Notre Dame guys all over the damn place. Uh, they got their left tackle back, Stanley. He's working his way back. Another Notre Dame dominant player, and uh, you know, kind of makes you something. Every week it seems like, like, oh yeah, this great player Notre Dame. How come we can't freaking? Win 12 games. Why, why can't we win a damn bowl game in Notre Dame? <laughs> but, yeah. Anyway, um, Bavani Stanley. It's a good point. It, yeah, it's, it's I mean, my, a lot my, of ta- my, my old man, my old man used to say the same thing. Yeah, I mean, a lot of talent coming out of Notre Dame last three, four, five, six years, but not a lot of key wins, though, you know, so yeah. <laughs> that which yeah. is disappointing, you know. But, uh, you know, although I have to admit, notice I never say one talent the guy come out of uh, the most important position quarterback. Right. <laughs> right. right. Yep. Yeah, we got a lot of offensive linemen. We got safeties. We got this, but I have, we haven't talked quarterback in Notre Dame for a while. And that's that's the main reason, right there. I, I thought I thought the one that was going to break that was Brady Quinn. I loved him. I really thought he was going to be the guy. Yeah, he was good yeah. though. He was good, but just that you know they haven't had that one standout. You know that. No, one I thought he was going to Bri- be the guy. Yeah, Bri- yeah, yeah. I like that one Bryce Young or the one guy who goes into the pros right. and really you know all that stuff. So, um, but Ronnie you know, Stanley's we, back for them. Yeah, you just said it too, Kyle Hamilton, right? Like. Like you get these guys, you know, we came away with Thibodeau and Neil and I'm ecstatic about it. I'm, I'm very happy with that, but look what Baltimore came away with. Right. Even, mm-hmm. you know, they, they don't overthink it. They, they took the, the, you know, Hamilton was probably the highest player on their board. And then in the twenties, they get the best center and it's like, okay, well, round one, <laughs> a plus, you know, but yeah. I'm not going to wait for the three year grade on that one. I'm giving it an a plus yeah. now. So, and they're feeling good about themselves, bro. That, that was, you know, you play the AFC champions last week. You know, yeah. a team that lit them up last year. Yeah. And and look, you know, their coordinator last week decided, all right, we got to protect these corners more. They dropped it to a cover two a lot against the Bengals, and they did what they had to do and probably probably played their best defensive game. And um, and now we're going to see how they attack the Giants. You know, I expect a lot of guys up in that box, obviously, let Daniel beat us. And, you know, you could see a guy. Look, I expect Patrick Queen, who's a fast yeah. Active linebacker, I could see him mirroring, mirroring, spying Daniel a lot. You know, it'd be yep. interesting how they attack Daniel because they're, they're, their philosophy is going to be like, well, we can't let this guy, Daniel, keep getting. Jerry, I put out something, a tweet yesterday, a couple of days ago. Where I, it surprised me, bro. I looked at the yeah. stats. Yeah. And Saquon Barkley's got 18 first down runs. Mind you, this is five games in, right? Right. I'm looking down, and I'm looking at the stats, and I say, okay, 18, that's got to be number one. And then I see a 21, and I say, holy crap. And Daniel Daniel Jones with 21 first down runs. So I see it, 
Mike McDonald of Ravens sure as hell has seen it. And that's going to be part of their plan. Like, we cannot let Daniel on third and sixes just take off and get first downs and keep right. the sticks moving, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and, and a lot of that in the second half last week that you, thought, that you brought up, um, they, they were on Jones, no? I mean, I, I would say half of the runs were just nothing yeah. open. He saw the, yeah. saw the hole and took no, off, right? No question, man. He yeah. saw the opening and took off, you know? Yeah. Yep. Which, look, I'm sure that's what Dable's telling him. You know, you drop back. You know, you see that opening, third and five. Go ahead, yeah. take it. Take it, man. Because yeah. he's, you know, so I like this three real good receivers running around out there. We sit, sit back in that pocket, let it develop, you know? Yep. They're do- Look, they're doing a great job with Daniel as far as big personnel, you know, giving him that extra protection, not letting Daniel make, you know, drop back three steps, make the quick decision, you know, sit back five steps in that pocket, let the, you know, make a decision under pressure. They're doing a great job. You know, you know, because there's really no receivers, man. Yeah. So credit to Dable and Kafka for what they're doing, man. Because we've seen this the last few years, and you know, Daniel's just dropping back in that pocket, waiting for guys to run their routes and and getting killed, and you know, fumbling and all that stuff. So it's a it's it's a, it's a real credit to the coaching staff what they're doing with him. Yeah, not to belabor the point, but man, this coaching staff, like, oh. like I said, dude, the, the best compliment you can give him is is. We go into games and we're not we're not going to be out coached. We might be, you know, look, there's going to be games where other coaches come up with something that we didn't see, but you don't go into game like you're not hamstrung by your coaching. And especially with the, the clock management and the timeouts, like Dable seems to own that. And it's so huge because we haven't had it in forever. Right? Coughlin, maybe. I, I don't know. It's it's really refreshing. And obviously the, the schemes are, are top notch, man. It's feels so good. What I like really good. what I like what Dable does. I notice I think we talk about it in a podcast. I was putting it out on Twitter about how calm Dable is on the sidelines even though he's got fire in him. Yeah. Yeah. But he gives that perception of like okay, everything's calm and cool, you know. But you'll see him rip into a guy a little bit, but he doesn't do it like Coffin used to be like a lunatic on the sidelines. Remember? Hands up. Oh, no, oh, oh, you know. Dable, you'll see Dable get fired up, but then as soon as Dable gets, if he yells at a ref or whatever it might be, he goes right back to just being, okay, all right, let's get on to the next play, you know. And I, I noticed some people are putting that out on Twitter now. You, you see, I, you know, some of these guys are covering the NFL. Hey, I really like Dable's deme- demeanor on the sideline and, and all that stuff. I'm not saying because of me. I'm just saying that people are starting to pick up on it. You know what I mean? Like, yep. And I've been talking about that because I like the even – and even though he – trust me, he is – a fireball, Dable. He is a fiery guy. Yeah. But it's just like when he, if he, if he gets on a player, or if he goes crazy on a ref because okay, then it's right back. He's just you know hand in his pocket, walking. All right, relax. You know, you know, yeah. you could tell. You know what I mean? <clears throat> That's a credit to him. Let's not forget, dude. He's a first-time head coach too. Yeah. Right. He's a first-time head coach. You know, uh, and it, it, he seems to be really made for this, man. You know, or he seems to be. Really comfortable yeah. in this position. And Jerry, I, I, one one other thing I want to point out. Mm-hmm. If you remember back in training camp, <clears throat> Daniel Bellinger, <clears throat> he talked about it yesterday about how Dable has really rode him pretty hard. Him and the other tight ends. And, and if you remember, Jerry, back in training camp, when I said, hey, Bellinger dropped the ball on a, I think it was a seven on seven drill. And he dropped the ball at the goal line. And Dable ripped into him. 
Yeah. Remember? Do you remember that, Jerry? When I, I put, I, I said, "Oh yes, man." Yes, I do. I, yes. I, I said, "Gable's lacing into Bellinger." He was yeah. freaking pissed. He dropped, yeah. you know, the ball. And and Bellinger talked about it yesterday. He says, "Yeah, no, he, you know, he really he he rides the tight ends and the rookies pretty hard he, to what he wants." You know, it's funny he said that because I saw a lot of that. Yeah. In training camp, I did. Yep. You know, Daniel. Yep. Uh, you know, Dable. He's, you know, he walks around with the whistle, flipping the whistle, and he's watching. But then all of a sudden, man, he'll, you know, that's why I was, that's why I always say with David, don't mistake the kindness because he's a player's coach. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but don't mistake yeah. that kindness for weakness because he will tear you, you, you know what, yeah. when necessary. You know? the, the, I think the best example we saw of that in a game, Chris, was when he didn't let Sterling Shepard back in the game after the. Uh, mm-hmm personal foul coming off the, the, the bench yeah. like yeah. you know you do that you, you can't just do that to rookies you got to do that to the guys who make mistakes like the veterans and you know you brought up Coughlin before I gotta be honest with you yeah he was a raving lunatic he seemed to do it the, the memories I have are Matt Dodge which was an easy one um rookies. Victor Cruz right rookies Victor Cruz in the Reds in the uh, the Washington game the Redskins at the time the Washington game when he dropped that easy first down uh, I think it was week one of 2011, he always did it to rookies. Matthias Kiwanuka for letting go of uh, of Young against Tennessee. He got in his face. He did that to the younger guys. I didn't see. I never saw him do it to Manning. You know, not during a game. He didn't do it to the veterans. He seemed to do it to those guys. So it, it's so much more credibility, Chris, when a guy like Dable does it to everyone. You treat everyone the same with regard to what your, your expectations of him. That is immeasurable. That is huge. Yeah, you know, Dable doesn't mind you making mistakes. Right. He doesn't mind. He knows you're going to make mistakes. What what he does mind is the stupid mistakes, and yeah. that seems to be his pet peeve. Getting to know him, yeah, um, and talking to players, yep. It seems to be like that. Shep was a misconduct. That was a stupid mistake. Right. He was infuriated. Right. He tried to get back in the field. Said no. Get out. Stay on the sideline. Right. Right. Yep. And that's a veteran and his best receiver at the time. Right. 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 Um. And that seems to be. The thing, the thing with Dable yep. is that when he feels you're making those stupid mistakes, yeah, he will tear you a, a new you-know-what. Yeah. No, I've seen it. I've seen it in practices. Like, Ballinger dropped a few in training camp that Dable felt he should have caught. And boom, he was all over. Yep. You know? Um, so it seems like it doesn't matter you know, who you are. If you make that stupid mistake, and Shep did make a stupid mistake at the time, Daniel made a stupid mistake with that interception in week one against Tennessee. Yes. And yep. Dable, you know, let him let him know it. He let him know it. Yeah. You know, and that's the way Dable is, man. Like, and you talk to players, it's like, okay, well, if they sort of make a wrong read or a wrong leverage or something like that in a game or mm-hmm. in practice, yeah. Dable will sit there and go, okay, so Jerry Foley, um, why did you do that, Jerry? Why did you take that le- you know, why did you take that route there? Why did you Well, I did it coach okay, no, we you know, we have to do it. No, this is the way we want it done. We have to when you see the inside leverage, you run that day, or whatever it might be, okay? Yeah. Not yelling at a guy like, Oh, you can't take that damn level, you should know but no, that's not the way Dable is. Right. But but when it's taught and then you go out and do it again, right? That's when Dable rips you a new butthole, okay? He doesn't like that. He feels that's a stupid mistake. That seems to be Dave's pet peeve, the stupidity. Yeah. And that includes unsportsmanlike conducts. Yep. To him, that's stupidity. To, yeah. to most coaches, it's stupidity. Sure. 
Right. All right? But that seems to be his pet peeve. Like other coaches, Jerry, and that inclu- and this includes Judge. I'm not knocking Judge for this. But, you know, Judge was like, it was one way, and, and if you didn't do it the way it was taught, Judge would get all over you. Right. And Dable is like a guy saying, okay, why did you do that? Well, I did this. No, no, we're going to do it like this. Okay, yeah. coach, you know, this is the way we want it done, uh, you know, and this and that. But, you know, that, that that's that aspect, you know, that Dable and Kafka, they they, they, they bring to the team. Like, they, they want to know why you did it. Then we're going to correct it. Well, I, I, I've heard this from players, bro. I've heard this from players telling me, mm. you know. And even uh, I know you read the Sills interview. Like, he was basically going into that, too. Like, okay, we're going to make adjustments here. And, you know, we're going to do this, you know. Yeah. And, and the way they want it done. But, you know, Dable's a type of guy. And that Belichick saving will come out of him. You know, if you if you feel – look, at, at, that's a misnomer about Belichick. You know, a lot of people feel Belichick's a dictator, right? Right. Oh, he just wants it done his way. And if you don't, oh, he's going to cr- – no, dude, Belichick will teach you what he wants done, and he's going to ask you why you did this. And that's what Dable's doing, bro. And it's, that's great, man, because plays don't feel like, you know, and even the prime example is that I think I put it on Twitter. Like, what the hell I did? I don't freaking remember. But Love, when Julian Love was talking about something, Jerry, once about um, in the film room where he did something, and he was like, oh, man, they're going to tear me a new you know what for this. Mm-hmm. And they didn't. Yeah. They didn't. Wink was like, Okay, Julian, why did you do this? Well, I did this because... No, no, no. Okay, this is the way we, we want it done. You, you get what I'm saying, dude? They feel like they're part of it. They feel well, like it's they're part te- of it. Not- it's constant right. teaching, not right. demeaning, not like... Right. Like some coaches just never stop. Oh, you're wrong. You got to do... You know what I mean? It's Not dictator, know. right. Yep. Yeah, you know. So um, I think that's a good part of Brian Dable, Kafka, and his coaching staff, you know. I know Wink Martindale looks like... Yeah. A menacing dude, and he's yeah, you know he like he just walks around with that gaze, like I'll rip your head off. Right. But dude, play, numerous plays have told me behind in meetings, he's a panic. He's funny. He well, he, the dancing he did with Jihad Ward the other hmm. day was hilarious. So. And they have a guy like Jihad Ward who knows Wink in the locker room, which is huge too, bro. Because Ward is yeah. he, you know, he he knows what Wink wants and. He knows what pisses Wink off, and you know he lets it know. Ward is a panic himself. He, well, I gotta say, dude, he's been better than I thought he was going. I didn't know what we were getting with him. Uh, I I thought it was you know okay, but he's been uh, a revelation, uh, especially on the outside. Uh, it's a very good player, uh, holding the edge nicely, uh, can put some pressure as well. Like wow, this was a nice pickup by these guys. So yeah, yeah no question about it. He's he's exceeded expectations you know absolutely I, you know he was always a, he was always a nice linebacker in baltimore and uh, and right. uh, you know and jackson but he's definitely exceeded expectations he has stepped up with the you know don't forget you know we went in without sure. Thibodeau, went out Aziz. oh yep. what do we got now we got we got and let's not forget Zimenez, man oh, our boy let's not forget Zimenez. those two guys have really stepped up yep because the plan was what we all know it was Thibodeau and Aziz. we're going to get the majority of the snaps going into the season the injuries took them out and these yep. two guys, and these guys deserve to be in that rotation. They deserve to get those snaps, man. Yep. All right, guys, we're going to take a break and be right back with your questions. Hang on one second. And we're back. All right, dude, do you want to talk anything else about the game, or do you want to get the questions? No, we'll get the questions, I guess. And just quickly, and Zimenez, you know, yeah. guy's second in the team in sacks, second in the team in quarterback yep. hits, man. Yep. It's incredible. Awesome. Who saw so that great. coming? Uh, yeah. You know, so... And- yeah. Um, uh, mm, yes. I, I have a thought yeah. in my head. We'll, we're going to save it for the next podcast. 
Just as much as we saw them beating a the pack is coming, right? <laughs> exactly. Right. All right. We're going to start off with a question from New York Revival. Hey, fellas. Question from the boys at New York Revival. Um, how realistic do you think it is that Shane goes out and makes a trade for a wide receiver before the deadline? Or do you see them riding it out with what they currently have? We love what you guys do, and we'll hang up and listen. Thanks, guys. And uh, love what you guys are doing, too. Is that, you guys are is that New, York Revi- New York Revival? Is that the guy, Eli? El Jefe. Yes, Eli Vibes. El Eli Jefe. Vibes from him? Yep. And um, uh, Mr. Glass Half Full. The, the Jefe does the, uh, the videos. They're awesome. I subscribe. It's hysterical. Oh, this is the Eli Vibes. Eli Vibes yeah. guy, too? Yep. Okay, because yeah. I, I just saw on Twitter the other day, he's actually a Staten Island guy. I didn't I didn't know that. So Yeah, they're having like a watch party for Jacksonville. Yeah, no, I saw that. Yeah, I responded yeah. to that. Uh, I, I saw that. Um I didn't know I didn't know I didn't know that guy Eli was a Staten Island guy. I didn't know they had Staten Island connections. So that was pretty yeah. interesting. I saw that on Twitter the other day. Yeah. Um, good 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 dudes. They remind me of Big Lou VCR and that they just put out content that's like fun and right. you know, for the giant fan. It's very cool right. stuff they put out. And El Jefe's videos are hilarious. So do I see Shane? Maybe we'll see. Yeah, I'm, I could see Joe doing that. <laughs> I could see him trying to improve that position. Yeah. Now it'd be tough. You know, there's not there's only like three million under the cap right now. But you could always make it work with the cap somehow. <laughs> yeah. You know, yes. as, as we know. Yeah. Uh, but could I see Shane doing that? Yeah. No. Hey, Jerry. Dude, if you win Sunday, right? Right. You're five and one. Mm. You got Jacksonville and Seattle, two teams in your weight class coming up. Right. And and you look at and then you got your buy. You make the move. If there's something you could make a move on to help Daniel with a five and one or six and one team, what is the trading deadline? Halloween, like it's usually thirty first, right? I think it's November first. I think it is November first, right? I think so. Yeah. I mean, you kidding me? If this, I mean, I think look, I'm not talking about giving up a first, second, or third. No, but if you can make a move for a later round pick for a receiver, you absolutely do it. If you're I keep saying, man. I think if you're five and three, I think if you if you win one of the next three, and you're five and three, and you think, you know what, the the one thing that's keeping us is we just don't have that outside threat, or or we need another outside threat. I think you make the move, dude. I really do. Yeah, we I don't, don't have Shane one. Will, but I think you do, Jerry. We don't have an outside threat, except for Slayton. Slayton. Now we'll see how Darius gets more involved. You know, if he gets more involved and he continues to play well, okay, that's that that that's obviously going to help Daniel. You know, right, right. But you can't sit here right now and say, okay, well, Slayton's your outside guy. We'll go with that, right? Yep. No, you can't. No. So if there's something that pops up, if there's something available that Joe feels could help Daniel at the receiving group, yeah. I don't think there's any question he's going to explore that. No question at all. Yep. Good question, guys. Uh, I, would still Josh... call, I would still call it Jess about Denzel Mims. Come on. Absolutely. Yeah. He's, he's, an active, ma- he's an active every week. That's the one that makes the most sense because you you really shouldn't have to give up more than a sixth for him. And we're not doing anything with him, guys. Give him to us. Try to stay. <laughs> give him to us. Here, give it, there's a six and a bag of balls. I would, I would still be calling Joe Douglas. Come on. What are you doing with this guy? He's, you know, he's an active every game. You know, what do you want? What do you want? Oh, you want a four. Joe, stop. Be realistic. Yeah, I would keep. Right. I would try to get Denzel Mims. You think I'm crazy? I would. I would try to. I would be calling Douglas all the time. I got a question for you. Would you trade one of our receivers for Denzel Mims? Who the hell's going to take Tony? <laughs> How'd you know I was talking about him? <laughs> I, I mean, I just assumed. Yeah, <laughs> you, if you think anybody's going to take Tony, dude, if you find out one sucker and you can get a high draft pick for him, go ahead. So that's going to eliminate about seven questions. 
So yeah, good job, probably. Chris. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, Josh Stanton. Jerry, Chris, which is the most likely to happen? One, the Giants beat the Ravens and Jerry looks into the average price of a Super Bowl ticket. Two, Giants beat the Ravens and look to upgrade at wide receiver with DJ Moore. Three, Kayvon finally gets home and breaks out with three sacks. Hashtag best pod in Giants nation. Thank you. Uh, one. One's more like I, Kayvon might get a sack this weekend. But three is that's a lot, and three times on Lamar Jackson's just that that's that's a bit much. I don't think, you know, I, I think one. I think more likely the Giants beat the Ravens, and I start looking at Super Bowl tickets. I don't know, Chris, how you feel? Yeah, stop. You, you really think they go to the Super Bowl if they beat the Ravens? No, no, no. But I would start. But I, I would look. I that's that's more likely that they win, and I start looking online at Super Bowl tickets just because I'm an idiot. But I think that's more likely than Kayvon getting three sacks or what's the second the Giants. One? Uh, the Giants. Look to upgrade at receiver with someone like DJ Moore. Yeah, I would, I would go with two. Okay. I can, I, I'm predicting Kayvon gets his first one Sunday, though. But I don't know about I three. Believe, I believe that's that's possible. Yeah, yes. I, don't, I don't know about three, though. Right. Uh, Rob Cosis. Oh, his last tweet was go Bolts. He didn't put go Bolts in this one. So that's a reference to the Tampa Bay Lightning. He didn't put go Bolts in this tweet. Hey, saw the tweet. They, they, did, they did beat the Rangers all this year, right? No, they did, but the most oh. recent game one of this year, the Rangers beat them. So he didn't put go bolts in this tweet. He yeah, put it in uh, the tweet because people days really ago. care about October hockey right now. Well, apparently he does because he put go bolts in his last tweet. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm just reminding him that he should put it in every one. Uh, do you watch ESPN for Monday Night Football or the Manning Cast? Uh, asking about Tony, not going to answer that. Thanks for all you do. I go to the Manning cast when the Giants aren't playing. I'll flip back and forth just to see who's on. If the Giants are playing, I love, you know, obviously love the Mannings, but I, you know, I, I, I can't watch them while I'm trying to watch the Giants play. So um, I'll flip to it. it. They're funny, but. Yeah, I flip back and forth to them too, a little bit. Yeah. But I, 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 I stick on. with the Buck and uh, Aikman. Yeah, depends Most on the guests too, right? Uh, another trade. What's the deal with Tony? Um, here we go. Calvin T. In the last pod, I heard Chris use the term scaled down, referring to the playbook and Daniel Jones. Has the playbook been scaled down due to Jones' limitations, or has it been scaled down due to the lack of wide receivers? Thanks for all you do. Yeah, yeah, lack of wide receivers, and they they want to keep Daniel out of some precious situations. You know, that's with Daniel, you know, dropping back in that pocket and, that's what sometimes he doesn't make the best decisions. He gets some turnovers. So it's a combination of both. Obviously, you know, you have to go what you have personnel-wise, man. And they, they had to scale it down because of the, all the injuries of the wide receivers. And they're trying to keep Daniel out of some certain situations. Yeah. Uh, hey, gentlemen, from John N. at Good News 08. I don't think we pull out a win this week, but we make it a close one to the end. I do hmm. wonder, though. Do you think anyone will finally get an interception? McKinney and Belton must be dying to grab a pick this week, this year. Sorry. Yeah, that's the, the one, week, Chris. That's the one thing, right? They haven't had an interception yet. Think um, about that. They're four and one. They have no interceptions. That's yeah. weird. Yeah, and, and and they're still like plus one in turnovers. You know. Right. Yeah. Right. They they've been recovering a lot of fumbles. They're getting they're getting the fumbles now. Maybe it's time to get the interceptions. Yeah. Um. So uh, you know what? Yeah. You know McKinney. I'm sure. 
You know what? And even think of it, I don't think McKinney's even come close to a pick, right? Usually, like, a couple times he's dropped interceptions. We're like, oh, man, you got to come. I don't think he's even come close to one, but he's doing a lot of things. This was the batted pass, and that wasn't an interception. That wasn't close to another. The ball hit his hands. Like, other than that, I can't think of any. Yeah, I can't think of one was. Was they actually almost came down with one? So, but he's he, and he's moving around a lot. They're doing a lot of different different things to him. But um, yeah, I'm sure McKinney's, you know, I'm sure he's itching to get one. Probably my boy Love will get the first one. Or Jalen Smith, probably one of those two guys. Hey Jerry, yeah, you know what? They knock a lot of balls down at the line of scrimmage, man. I mean, you yeah. could see even a Dexter Lawrence or a Thibodeau or you know, or Ward getting the fir- getting the the first one, you know, off a of deflection. Yep. Last week, what was it, Jalen Smith? Like you just said, was that the one who, who dove after the first? Uh, Tay um, Crowder, I think it was. It was Crowder? Okay. I, I remember I one. Of the... That's the one where I collapsed because I thought he was going to get the pick, and I thought Rogers going to score here. I, I just I, I remember t- it was off Thibodeau's face mask, but I went up in the air, and yep. I, it was Tay Crowder, and he was going for that ball. I think Smith Jalen, may have been in the area, but I it was Jalen Tay was Crowder in the area. Yeah, Crowder almost yeah. came down with number one right there. Yes. Yeah, yep. Um, Frank Seattle, is there anything in Jerry's life that he's been more enthusiastic about than this team? Nope. No, Frank, not as far as hobbies go. This is it, buddy. This is it for me. Uh, Lisa at So Bad 6. Hey, guys, loving your pods as always. Thank you for being so awesome. Quick question. Who can be DJ's digs? Is he on the roster or should we go get one? Well, I think we'll go get one in the offseason, Lisa. I don't think he's on the roster. I'd love, you know, I'd love to say that Slayton can be a stud, but yeah, I mean, digs is digs. It's, you know. There's not the guy's not on the roster, right, Chris? Yeah, no, he's <laughs> certainly not on the <laughs> roster now. <laughs> <been sure>. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're gonna try to get DJ's digs. Trust me, they're gonna try. Chain and Dable, he's definitely not on the roster now. No, yeah. <laughs> just checking. Uh, all right. well, I didn't think I had a follow up on that one. <laughs> no, I know. Yeah, I figured. Just wanted to get your thoughts if you had any on that one. <laughs> Kyle Johnson at Kyle Johnson three. Our boy Kyle, Chris, who's who's fl- flapping those gums over the Yankees right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oof. Uh, who is your key factor in stopping Lamar? Is it McKinney or Love? Also, maybe the Giants should hire. Should hire Tony as their music guy at the facility. Okay, Kyle, I knew there would be some type of question like that. Uh, yeah, I mean, you said it before, right? Love or or, uh, or Jalen, probably. But I always like to get Kyle's questions in because he's funny. Yeah, and you got those edge guys are big too, man. Those edge guys, you know, Jihad, Zimenez, maybe Aziz coming back, Thibodeau. They're going to be key, key. You know, don't be collapsing on those own reads. You know, let him, let him stay inside. And then hopefully Jalen, you know, Dexter and those guys, you know, that's, that's, it's a team effort to stop Lamar, man. It, it really is. It's going to be a team. And as far as him running, yeah, we talked about it, right? Jalen, Love, you know, guys who are they going to mirror him? All that stuff. We'll see. We'll go a few more. Uh, we got a lot this week, man. Giants, you can tell the Giants are winning because people are asking a ton of questions. Uh, Chris, your buddy, the godfather of Brooklyn here. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey guys, Joe S and Dave's are giving me George Young and Bill Parcells vibes. The nice blend of talent, evaluation, and coaching. Also, Chris, if there isn't, oh, here we go. Here's the here's the the, the love fest between you two. Also, Chris, if there isn't a, an elite wide between me, are oh, you and Godfather? Brooks oh, between me and Godfather. Okay, get ahead. <laughs> get married. If there isn't an elite wide receiver worthy of drafting in the first round, should Mayer from Notre Dame be an option, even with Bellinger here? Hashtag Paisan, uh, hashtag... Oh, uh, oh absolutely. Are you kidding me? Nobody's a be- better friend than a quarterback than a tight end. 
Yeah. Yeah. Jerry, let me tell you something, Mr. Foley. (laughs) If Michael Mayer ever wound wound up, I should say, if he winds up in a Giants uniform, let's see, you live in Robbinsville, New Jersey, which is 45, an hour away from Giants Stadium? Yes, it's about an hour. Well, you will hear from the media room, you will hear me yell. That's how loud I would I would be. I mean, with with Love Smith and potentially him on the on the roster, Chris. I mean, it's this is a, this would be a this would be a dream come true. No, ah, uh, dude, just that would be unbelievable. Yeah, there's your tight end, brother. Yeah, imagine him and and and, and Daniel Bellinger. Would you be happy with that or what? I mean, yes, come I on, would. I'd love it. Would love it. <laughs> I'll go two more. Andrew Suling. Uh, good morning, Jerry and Chris. Second time tweeter, long time listener. All right, buddy. If you were the Giants GM, what position would you like to target in the second round of the upcoming draft? Well, it depends on the first round, Andrew. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're going to go best. These guys are going to go best player available. It depends on the on what they do in the first round. It also depends on what they do in free agency. But very specific question about the second round, buddy. Probably like God, that. though. Very early oh, projection. I can't believe you said that. Probably God. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I, the example I was thinking was, you know, we need wide receiver and corner, but, like, if the best guard is there, it's like, well, I could see that, too. That's funny you said that. Nice. Yeah, they, yeah. you know. Hey, speaking of that, dude, one guy, you yeah. know, we haven't talked. Yo, Nick Gates is in his 21-day window. That was the next question. He's in, stuff. Oh, is it? Yep. Uh, yep. He's in week two of the 21-day window. And Nick yeah. told me he expects to be back. Yeah. So, look, you know, you, you might see him next week helping out that offensive line. So you talk about a nice get back, right? That was big blue VCR's question. Nice job. Yeah. Yep. Oh, was it? Okay. What's a realist? What is, what is realistic for Gates as he comes back? Assuming he's activated. Do you see the giants easing him back similar to Soybert? Um, Absolutely. And he writes 69 is eligible for anyone who went to the games back then. The giants (laughs) would announce 69 is eligible and everybody cheered. Good stuff, buddy. Um, All right. We'll go one more. I gotta ask. I gotta find a good one, dude. Want um, a couple John Mara questions? Eh, leave that alone. Um, oh, it's a good one from Ryan Williams. I wanted to ask you this. We, I should have talked about this last week. This is a really good question. Ryan Williams, nice job by you. Did you find it odd that the Giants decided to take a knee at the end of the game rather than at least run the ball and attempt to get a first down, guaranteeing the Packers wouldn't get it back? It worked out in the end. Hashtag nitpicker. Hashtag playoffs question mark that's a good question what did you think of that chris I, i'm sorry what so at the end of the game last week they knelt and then they rather than run plays they knelt and then took the safety what yeah. did you think about kneeling down no absolutely not why would you take the chance of fumble right no it, it's fair i mean but it's been a dis- people have discussed it with me during the no, week like, i did would the right you punt and then you 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 kick it back exactly what happened you know and then they have to make right. a miracle play but you're not taking a chance of well, he wanted to run the ball he's saying it basically is was that what did you think about us kneeling it should we have run the ball no but it was absolutely the right call and then you take the safety there you take a few yeah. seconds off the clock with jamie Jamie, you know, taking those few seconds that he dives out of the end zone, and then you punt from your, you know, from your twenty-five or twenty. I'm sorry, and then you, you know, you force them to make a hail mary. Now you don't want to. You, we don't need any Joe Pasarczyk flashbacks here of running the ball. No, absolutely no reason for it. No, that quick was a right move. Quick follow right up. Move. Quick yep. follow up. 
Judge and Shermer, what do you think they would have done? I'm just curious. I'm not picking on them. I'm just oh, asking you the question. I don't know. Shermer would have run. Shermer would I not have know. known. I don't know. Look, I'll tell you now. Shermer would have run. So, Good job, guys. Quarterback um, sneak. He would have quarterback sneak, Judge. Judge would have quarterback sneaked. Yes, very good. <laughs> and Shermer would have run the ball. So, All right, uh, picks time. Chris is up one. I thought he was up two, but he corrected me. Honest person that he is. Um, Cincinnati Ravens actually went the other way. So nice job, Chris. So you're up one. I'm still in it in week six, which is shocking. Uh, but game tonight, ooh, real barn burner. My <laughs> God, Amazon must be regretting this one. Commanders at Bears. Who do you like? <laughs> they must be regretting this one. <laughs> oh, my God. Don't worry about it. They got Marshawn Lynch in the studio now. So, um, uh, You know what? Uh, what the hell? You know, Washington. I, I, I'm going to say, I know a lot of people probably like the band. I'm going to go I'm gonna go with Washington. I think uh, they rallied behind Ron Rivera's stupid comments. Well, when, I, I was going to uh, say. I'm going to go with Washington. I, I don't know why, but I'm going to go with Washington on this one. I think Carson Wentz is mentally weak already. And after that... <laughs> Oh, my God. We'll find out tonight how he responds. Oh, I'm going Bears at home. I, I, I am short Carson Wentz. Three uh, picks? Three picks tonight? <laughs> maybe four. I don't know. Wow. I just think he's so mentally weak. There's no <laughs> way. I'd be stunned if he wins this game. If they win, it's in spite of him. <laughs> um, all right, 1 o'clock. Vikings at Dolphins. Should be a good game. Yeah, looks like they're going to go with the third-string quarterback again. I mean, yeah. I don't know why Teddy Bridgewater is in protocol. I don't know what's going on. Now everybody's I mean, over- overly cautious. Now they're overreacting to everything. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Now it's ridiculous. So uh, I'll go with I'll go with Minnesota. Yeah, me too, because of that. Uh, Patriots, who's stunned. I'm surprised. I mean, that's a stunner. 29 nothing last week. Yes. Uh, Patriots at Browns. Yes. Um is Mac Jones still out? Rookie I'm going to go with the Browns. I'm going to go Patriots on the road after last week. Um, 49ers at Falcons. 49ers. Better than I thought they were going to be. I'm yeah, they're fighting, Niners man. As well. Lorenzo Carter's yeah, playing well for them. Lorenzo Carter's yes. playing well for them. Yes, he I'm is. happy to see him, but uh, yep. I like that 49er team, man. I, I, I think they uh, knock off Atlanta. By the way, uh, I thought I saw the worst roughing the passer call I've ever seen with the Falcons, and then Monday night really proved it wasn't the worst. Yeah. <laughs> Just when you think it's the worst, give it a, give it a game or two. Oh my God! Wow, this is like WWF refereeing now. At this point, <laughs> these guys are incompetent. Um, <laughs> Buccaneers at Steelers. Yeah. Wow, Steelers. Hmm. Uh, Tampa Bay. Yeah, same. Your your Bengals. At the, at the Saints. My Bengals. At oh, you, oh, at, at New Orleans? Yeah. I'll go with uh, my Bengals. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Saints because I'm rooting for them because the Eagles have their first-round pick, so let's go Saints. Uh, but I have a feeling you might be right on this one. Uh, Raven. Oh, not that one. Nope, we'll skip that one. Jets at Packers. That's a good one. I can't yeah. be – I can't disrespect the Jets anymore. I, I got to give them credit. Like, I pick against them every week, but is this the week mm. with an angry Aaron Rodgers – Although Aaron Rodgers has no receivers. Um, I'm going to go with the Jets on the road. Stupid wow. pick. I know Upset. it already. That's hey, Stupid. Wouldn't surprise. That's not stupid. Dude, that's not stupid, bro. I, yeah. I like these Jets. I like this Jet team. I'm like, I like what they're doing out here. But in Lambeau, coming off a yeah, loss, nice. I'll go with the Packers. Nice. Smarter. Uh, Jacksonville at Indianapolis. 
Uh, Indianapolis. No, uh, to me, to me, if Jacksonville wants to be considered a team up and you know up and coming, and maybe that division is not strong, dude, you gotta beat Houston at home. That was a ridiculous loss yep. at yep. home last week. Ridiculous yep. loss. I'll go. Um, I'll go with. Um, I'm sorry, Jerry. Who? Jacksonville and Colts. Oh, yeah, Indianapolis. Oh my God, I'm losing my mind. Yeah, I'll go with the Colts. Yeah, I'm going to go Jacksonville just because of that loss last week. I have to rebound from this, or um, I, I just I can't see them losing again. Uh, they, not that they're overly talented, but they like they hung in with the, with Philly. But they just the turn. Trevor Lawrence become a turnover machine at this point. I'm going to go with them though. Um, four o'clock. The first of the four is the choking Cardinals. Damn it! Against the Seahawks. I'll go first. Seattle. I'm done with the Cardinals. Done with Kyler Murray last week. Spiking the ball. Come on. Jeez. Go Seattle. Yeah, I'm gonna go Seattle too. Geno Smith. <laughs> go. I'm gonna go with Geno and Seattle in a shootout. Unbelievable. The uh, Matt Ruleless Panthers. Oh my God, the richest man in America over the next five years for doing nothing. Um, <laughs> at Rams. I'll go with the Rams. Un- underachieving Rams, but their offensive line just stinks, dude. I'll go with the Rams as well, but, man, talk about how many people were disappointed we didn't get rule. Oof. Yeah. Uh, Bills, oh, it's a great one, dude. Bills at Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go with the Bills. I should. I'm going to go Chiefs at home. I'm going to go Chiefs at home. That's a coin flip. Oh, another great one. 820 Giant fans will be watching this one with much interest. Cowboys at Eagles. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Eagles again. I know I, I know Cooper Rush is playing again, it looks like. Um, but I think that, you know, I think the Eagles run game really slows down that aggressive Dan Quinn defense. I like the Eagles. I like the Cowboys with Cooper Rush right now. More than Dak. I was never a Dak guy. I'm not saying he's better. I'm just saying right now. If Dak were to come back after the injury, this is a bad week. So I actually like the Cowboys' chances better with Cooper Rush, but I'm going with Philly as well. Um, Monday night, Broncos at Chargers. Um, man, Denver's – man, Russell, they've looked ugly. Uh, Austin Eckler wakes up. I'll go with the Chargers at home. Same. And finally – Finally, 1 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Ravens, 3-2 Ravens at the 4-1 Giants, Chris. Who do you got? Okay, you ready for this? Yes. I'm going with the Giants. I think their defense is going to be so fired up. I think they're going to do enough to slow down. And you ready for this? Yeah. Darius Slayton gets 100 yards receiving. Wow. And the Giants win 20-16. Call me crazy, everybody. But this is going to be my second crazy Darius Slayton prediction. Last week, I thought he could help us. He did. Great. Yeah. And call me nuts, Jerry Foley. Giants Nation, Giant Insider followers, podcast listeners. Slayton goes for six or seven for 120, 105, 110. Giants went 20 to 16 and a pumped up crowd. It's supposed to be sunny, 60, fall, winks. Unit is flying out there. They're going to get their first interception. Probably one of my Notre Dame guys will come up with it. 
Um, the Giants pull off the upset at home, and they go, go to Jacksonville with a five and one record. Call me nuts, dude. Call me crazy. Whatever you want to say, Jerry. Who do you got? <laughs> I don't think you're nuts. I just, I, do I really think the Giants are going to be five and one? Did we think they were going to be four and one? No. We had the Packers and he blow. I don't know. Well, we did. I, I probably just jinxed the Giants with no, that. No, no. Yeah. I saw a stat that Lamar Jackson, I think, is twelve and zero again. Is this right? Twelve and zero against yeah. the NFC East. Yeah, I believe you're right. Yes. Giants twenty-seven twenty-three. There you go. We're both going with the Giants. It's well, more because of that other fact that he's got to lose eventually, and I just think, like you said, all the points you laid out earlier. Wink Martindale, revenge game. He knows Jackson better. Yes, Jackson knows him, but there's going to be wrinkles. I mean, wrinkles on both sides. But I just, that crowd, dude, that crowd at the Meadowlands Sunday is going to be insane. Go Giants. I think they're, I think they're going to do it. I think they're going to be 5-1 and one going into Jacksonville. I think, I think Dable and Kafka are looking at Darius Slayton. They're looking at that Ravens secondary. I think they're going to Darius you are going to be a huge part of this game plan. Get ready. Awesome. Get ready. Awesome. And we Daniel's going to unload a few with Slayton. And that hopefully opens up. Obviously, that'll open up for Saquon a little bit. Um, Giants come out of MetLife with the victory. That's, that's what me and Jerry are going with. We'll see what happens. I hope we didn't jinx them. <laughs> But we'll see. We'll see. I think this is the first time I'm picking the Giants this season. Believe it or not, I'm sure people are going to kill me when they, if they lose this game, saying you jinxed us. Yeah, here come uh, the tweets, right? Right. right. Um, so uh, that's the way I, I feel. I just think Wink's defense is going to do enough, man. Um, especially you, you, you're getting some reinforcements back, bro. You're getting Leo, yeah. who's huge. Yeah. I think Leo could do some things on Ben Powers. Over there on that offensive line. I think he's going to manhandle Linderbaum a few times. Dexter, Zeitler, Dexter, Ben Powers matchups, and Linderbaum. And that inside is going to be a very interesting matchup with Leo back. It's going to be very interesting on the inside. Um, I think they're going to do enough to it. And maybe Aziz, you know. Yeah. And, but even if Aziz doesn't play, and Aziz, as we all know, is a real good player, you, I, you still got to feel real confident with Thibodeau, the way he's coming on. And he's disrupt. He's starting to disrupt now, Thibodeau. He's starting yes, to disrupt. Yes. Jihad, you know Jihad's gonna be fired up for this game, dude. You yep. know that. Yep. Um, and obviously my my boy, X Man. Um, I can't believe we say that. Now. I know it's incredible, um, isn't it? Like yep. we feel fine without Aziz because we have the X Man waiting. Wow. I, <laughs> because you got the depth. You know, you got that yeah, depth no, right, right. with Thibodeau. You know, with Thibodeau. Yeah. Not that I, you know, of course I want Aziz. You know, I'm just saying that no, I, if he I, can't I go, yeah, if he yeah. can't go, you yeah. still feel real good the way Zimenez is playing, Thibodeau the way he's coming on. Yep. Um, and obviously, uh, who might forget? Oh, Jihad. Jihad Ward, you know? Ward. Yep. So, yeah. uh, hey, listen, um, Thibodeau is going to be lined up against Morgan Moses a lot. Um, and, then, you know, we'll see if they switch him over there. I think Thibodeau gets his first one this week. It might be a Lamar Jackson type sack, what I mean by that. Is that, you know, Lamar looks for his read, then starts dancing, looking to get the hell out of there, trying to run, and he goes into Thibodeau's arms or something like that. I don't care. I think Thibodeau gets his first one. Good Strip stuff, sack. Buddy. Strip sack Strip for Thibodeau sack. this week. Can't add to that, man. So my two predictions, I'm going to go out. I'm going to say strip sack for Thibodeau this week. I'm going to say Darius Slayton gets 100-plus mm -hmm. in receiving. 
And a Giants win, three. I know a lot of people are probably going to be asking me what kind of narcotics I'm using after that prediction, but that's what I'm going with. Yeah, buddy, good stuff. I can't possibly add to that one, guys. Here we go. Let's do this. To order a subscription to The Giant Insider, go to www.thegiantinsider.com and go to Magster for a digital subscription. That's M-A-G-Z-T-E-R. All right, guys, bring the noise Sunday. Remember, Sundays are Giant Days, baby. Take care, everybody. Enjoy the game.